Welcome to Miss Viva Storyteller Podcast. This podcast is for anyone who has lost their voice and want to get it back. I lost my voice at a very young age, and it took me years of pain and hurt to get it back. On this podcast, I will bring you personal stories that will make you laugh, cry, think, heal, and in some cases, propel you into making new and better choices. At the end of each story, I give you my thoughts and I ask you probing questions to make you think. No one is perfect and no answer is wrong. So let's get started. Welcome to Miss V, the Storyteller Podcast. Listen, you guys, I am so excited to have Nikita Morgan with us today. Nikita and I, we are part of a group called The Alliance. And we met and we talked. And let me tell you, she is like a soul sister to me. We have so much in common. And as we talked and we talked and we talked, I was like, Nikita, come on the show because we're going to talk about some stuff today. <laughs> so <laughs> with all of that said, Nikita, please, please tell us about yourself. Hi, everyone. I am so happy to be here today. Thank you so much for inviting me. And you are so right. We have so much in common. Mm -hmm. My name's Nikita Morgan. I am a business owner. I work with kids with disabilities. I travel all around the country talking to people, helping parents uh, with their kids with autism, ADD, all different types, types of things. That grew into a six-figure business. And I've just started to be a coach for women who want to be business owners. And the name of that is Core Vision Coaching. And that's my baby. And I'm so happy to be able to come on with you and share with the ladies about it. Yes, yes. And she is amazing. So we're going to talk today about a story because I know that you listen to the podcast and as her and I was talking, there were so many stories that came to my head. I'm like, Nikita, you got to listen to this story. You should listen to this story. You should listen to this story. And she was like, I'm going to listen. And so after listening to those stories, what story resonated with you? What story do you want to talk about today? Valeria, the story, the first story that you sent me was the story and you sent me five, <laughs> but it was, I can't believe my mother did that. Listen, y'all, let me tell y'all about this story. If you have not heard this story, you need to go over on my podcast, Spotify, Apple, Google somewhere and listen to this story because I wasn't going to put it out, but then I decided, you know what? It's going to help someone. The story is called, I can't believe my mom did this. I This is a little background. I basically moved into my house and I had some plumbing issue. My water bill was so high one, mile, one month, I wanted to cuss the water company out. And I'm a God girl. I love the Lord with all my house, my heart, but some cuss words was coming up out of me. I wanted to tear those people off, so I had them to come out and found out I had a leak in my driveway. So I had the water shut off, so I went out and bought water for, you know, to brush my teeth, wash my face, cooking, whatever, but 
I needed to take showers, you know, to go to work. So I asked my mom who lives five minutes away, if I can come over house, take showers. She was like, sure, baby, come on. The first night was wonderful. Night number two. Let me tell you what happened. I'm going to give you a small little snippet because I want you to go and listen to this whole story. That's when it came. Ooh. Yes, y'all need to listen. I am ringing the doorbell and this lady would not answer the door. So I'm calling her. I'm like, mom, I'm outside. I'm just coming over to take a shower. So my mother throws the keys down to me. She did not come downstairs to open the door. Now, I, I was so hurt by that. And maybe I was overly emotional because everything was going on. I had just bought the house, had to have it long. And now I got water issues. And now your, my mom threw the keys down at me and it just hurt my feelings. Not only that night, but a couple of nights after that, it got to the point I called the wall. I called the people. I said, come fix the hole in the driveway because I cannot take my mama throwing another key at me. So listen, you all go over there and listen to the whole story. But that's what we're going to talk about today because Nikita, that story was, and it hurt my feelings. And even when I think about it, sometimes I still feel that little bit of hurt because I'm like, how you gonna throw your keys at your child when all you have to do is walk downstairs and open the door? Better yet, give her a set of keys. It is your child. So, what was your thoughts when you heard that story, Valeria? You didn't tell them what she said. Why she not didn't want to? I am not going to give them that part. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna let them go and listen <laughs> because you all are gonna. Your mouth is gonna go. Oh when you goodness. hear that. Absolutely. Go ahead. <laughs> that story, it just resonated with me so much because I have been hurt by my parents. Um, I grew up in a household where um, a lot of toxicity in the house. My mom was um, had mental illness. She was diagnosed mm. with schizophrenia. Mm. And my dad uh, was a, a substance abuse. Uh, she, he he was addicted to drugs. So I was like, always in my own shell. I always did things on my own. And my parents kind of forgot about me. Wow. So yeah, they because they were so into what they were going through. You know, my dad was so into getting his next hit. And my mother was so into, you know, hearing voices that they almost forgot that they had this little girl that needed them and that, you know, required to have parents, you know? So a lot of the times I felt like I was the parent and wow. they were the kids in the yeah. household. And this is not, oh, this is like 10, 11, 12 year old Nikita. Wow. Yeah. So when you, when you said, when you were ready to take your shower and she threw those keys out oh. and the water started welling up in your eyes, I was like, oh my goodness, there's so many times. I just felt that to my, to my soul because there've been so many times that I've been hurt just like that from my mother. Yeah. And that wasn't the first time that that wasn't the first time that something happened. And I just started to cry because when you're young like that, it makes you feel like, well, what, what, what's wrong with me? What did I do wrong? You know, what, why did she treat me that way? And, 
anyway, I'm not gonna go there, y'all, because then me and the me and the will be bawling crying. Balling. So we're gonna move on. So share with us. I I know we all probably have a story of something that happened where our parents hurt hurt our feelings but do you have a story that's similar where it was just one of those times when you were like oh my god I can't believe this chick did this to me not chick I'm sorry I can't believe my mother did this to me <laughs> I'm trying to keep that light to keep us from crying so I don't know how light it is because I have so many that I can tell you about but one that comes to mind is um my mother when I got a little older I was a teenager my mother uh divorced my father finally and I was thinking that that was going to be an opportunity for me and her to bind together and you know get to know each other without my father in the way but that really didn't occur because my mother she just found herself oh. meaning <laughs> yeah okay. meaning she just started hanging out you know um going to clubs and she got a boyfriend Okay. So yeah, which is fine. But at one particular time, she spent most of her time with her boyfriend mm -hmm. and not with me. Mm -hmm. And we moved all the time, you know, because for whatever reason, we kept getting put out of houses and apartments because my mother wasn't good with managing money. So one particular time, my mother wasn't at home with me. I, she, We were living on a, a house on the east side of Detroit. I don't even remember where it was, girl, but it was a, it was not the best of neighborhoods, okay? So um, I was there by myself one night, and um, all of a sudden, I heard like a, and the lights went out. <laughs> The lights went out in the house. Now, I was about 15, 16, but I was scared. I didn't know. I had no idea what was going on. And I knew we were in a bad neighborhood. So I was like, oh, my God, the killer. The killer just <laughs> cut the blinds to the house. So watching too much TV. Go ahead. know what to do so I ended up sitting and you know just laying in uh in my bed scared with the covers over my face um and I just prayed and went to sleep so the next night now this was before cell phones okay so there was no and we didn't have a phone in the house oh. so the next day um still no lights but it was daytime so I went out and I found a phone booth <laughs> to call my mother so, of course, I had to call my mother's boyfriend. Mm -hmm. So I call him and, and asked him, you know, can I speak to my mother? He didn't say hello. He didn't say nothing. He was just like, here, here you go. I think that's your daughter. Oh, my. She gets on the phone and I'm like, mom, the lights went off. I don't know what happened last night. And I, I didn't know what to do. I was so frightened. I think you need to come home because somebody must have cut the light, cut the, cut the cords. <laughs> and she was like, girl, stop being so dramatic. I think I need to pay that bill. <laughs> I said, "Ma, you didn't pay the bill? She said, well, I don't know. I don't have any money, so I'm going to have to ask my man to help me pay that bill. But um, let me talk to him, and I'll talk to you later. Click. Wow. Wow. 
And in that moment, the same thing happened to me, girl. My eyes, I was shaking in that moment because I'm like, I cannot be another night in the dark in this house by myself. She didn't say what I needed her to say. I needed her to say, oh my goodness, baby, are you, let me, let me get to you. Yeah. Let me come see about my child. Yeah. And me being a mother, I know I'm there. I'm running to get my child. Like, are you kidding me? (laughs) Um, But she didn't say that. She was just like, let me take care of it. Click. Well, how long was it before she, before the lights got turned on? Girl, I hate to tell you this. <laughs> you got to tell us because you know my audience and, and me, we want to know how long were the lights out. So she never turned that <gasps> lights on. We ended up, I would think about a week later, she packed, she came home, packed us up and moved somewhere else. Oh my God. Now, Nikita, believe it or not, I have a story almost exactly the same. Well, well not almost. I'm, I'm, I kid you not. It is on my podcast. For me, it was my mom. Our lights went off because my mother chose to pay for crystal. She had ordered some crystal and she paid for the crystal and they turned our lights off. And I was like, what? You paid for crystal. You can't see it because we're in the dark. Right. That crystal is not going to light up the house. Right. I couldn't like wrap my head around it. And I think I was in junior high school, but I had siblings. So it wasn't like, and my mother was still there. We all slept in the dark. And so, you know, we, we were creative children. We made kind of like a game or whatever, whatever out of, but it's the same thing. (laughs) I can't believe it. I'm like, she was like, yeah, I'll get it turned back on. I went ahead and paid for my crystal. You know, it's like, are you serious? Are you serious right but, now? But has your mother ever, well, I, my mother never came back around and said, you know, I'm sorry for whatever. But has she ever like come back around and thought about, you know, the years when you were growing up and realizing, oh my God, my child grew up like this, that, and the other, or has she just remained like it is what it is? She, <clears throat> let, well, I had friends that parents tried to talk to my mom about her being all over the place and not taking care of me. And she just got offended. She okay. never, you know, okay. she, she started defending herself. Okay. You know, the fact that she had been in an abusive relationship, this was my time to be me. And she's just, you know, she's, she's just, I hate to say this word, but she's just a little self-absorbed. Okay. Okay. So when I talked to my mother and now I talked to her about this and I've told her how it hurt me and she still is like, well, you grown now. Get over it. it. There you go. There you go. How was she raised? Did she have like a, a, a background where that was a, a, you know, how was she raised? Is that why she's the way she is? I think was- so. My mother was raised that in the South. She had uh, seven siblings and they were very poor. Okay. Yeah. So she doesn't, you know, she never wanted to grow up and not have money. 
It was all about what she has. So when she got away from my dad and she started dating this gentleman who had a little money because mm-hmm. he had houses and things mm-hmm. like that, she enjoyed that. Yeah. But she just forgot that, wait a minute, you're still taking care of a young lady. You still, you know, she still needs things. I'm in high school. I wanted to do things. A lot of things I wasn't able to do because my mother was not around. But why do you think she didn't just give, like, take you to stay with an auntie or uncle or a family member so that she can go out and do whatever? Because, I mean, I know parents do do that all the time. They'll drop them off on grandma or granddaddy, auntie, uncle, and they just go and do their thing. So why why wouldn't she just say, okay, let me just give because I'm not in the space where I should, I can, and I want to take care of a child. That's a good question. When we, when I was younger, my parents did drop me off at my grandmother's from first to third grade. I was with my granny down South and I think they had broken up and they felt, and they were much younger because my mother is only 17 years older than me. Okay. So she had you young. That that says a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So when I was young, they did drop me off because I was only supposed to be there for the summer and I ended up staying there three years. So I guess when I got older and she got me back, she felt like, oh, I've already done that. I'm not going to let them think that I, you know, I messed up again. Okay. So she just kind of tried to keep me, you know, because I was a very, I'm nothing like I am. I was nothing like how I am now. Okay. I'm outgoing. I'm confident. I talk. I was a very quiet introverted young lady good grades and I went to I was in a um I went to renaissance high school good grades everything so it was crazy how I was so different from my parents yeah you know we I I I told you all we we have so much in common because I was an introvert I wasn't I was soft-spoken I didn't talk you know, I kept to myself. I wasn't one of the kids that got in trouble. You know, the only thing that happened with me is my mom got notes. It's like, we need your child to talk in class. You know, she, she would get notes wanting me to talk and open my mouth. But my mom, her family was a very loving and caring family. My mom was number 22 out of 22 children. <gasps> 22 yes oh and she was goodness. born rotten but her family was so loving and kind so we were around that so although my mother had issues you know she did some things um but she was she started having kids young as well mm-hmm. um she got married to my dad and then she moved into a um situation where there's 11 you know, it was 11 of my dad's side of the family and they took her in. So she was always around. And so in a way, she really didn't have to because there was always other people around, but not making excuses or anything. But I think what our parents and everything and God has brought me to this point where I have to understand, you know, they did the best that they could with what they have. But in your case, I think your mother thought when you turned like a teenager that you had it because she felt like when she was a teenager, she had it. You know, I, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree to an extent, but I just think that she was, 
you know, when you're in an abusive relationship, and my father was pretty abusive, I think my mother just, she just was like, this is my time. I finally get to be, you know, do me. Yeah. Finally get to do me. And she knew I was very strong. Even though I was quiet, I had quiet strength mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because I took care of her. Yeah. It sounds you know, like I you did. Care of her. I did. Wow. Well, have you found it in your heart to be able to forgive her? Absolutely. Absolutely. How was that journey? That was exactly that, a journey. It took years, okay? It took years. I've forgiven both of my parents. Okay. Um, Now I have a relationship with both of them. Um, My mother even came to live with me. Wow. And my family. For two years during the pandemic, uh, she didn't have anywhere to go. Um, her, she wasn't taking her medicine. And she was living with uh, her brother and her brother's wife and her just didn't get along. So one, one night, my uncle called me. It was like, you're going to have to get your mother. Wow. So I sent for my mother and she came and she lived with us. And I think that's when we both had the turnaround where I learned to forgive her Mm -hmm. and understand her better. And she came to understand me as well. You know, again, we have so much in common because (laughs) (laughs) I'm serious. It is like a mirror image because when my mother got sick, we found out at the beginning of the pandemic that my mom, my mom had gotten sick and I was not, out of the four of us, I felt like I was the least liked child by my mother. I felt that. I don't know if it's true, but that's just the way I felt. But I end up being the the one that had to take care of her medical problem. Maternity, I had to take care of her, help take care of her. Now my two brothers, of course, they, they do the best they can, but you know, their jobs and they have families and all that. So it ended up being me. And I had to do some serious forgiving in order to take care of the person who you felt hurt you the most or almost the most and didn't like you. Things, you know, were said and all that. And I'm like, Lord, but God put me in that particular situation so that I could forgive my mom, so that I could take care of her, so that you know, I wouldn't take offense when she said certain things. I had to realize that's just how she is. That's who she is. You know, I can't change her. I can't make her be the mom that I felt like she should be. I just had to accept her. And it's it's gotten so much easier. The forgiving part was hard. <laughs> it was hard because I had to constantly over and over and over again, forgive her. Okay. You know, okay. I forgive her. Okay. Lord, I'm like, look, Lord, she got one more again. I don't know. <laughs> I can forgive her again. But God is like, I do yeah. y'all like that all the time. I forgive yeah. y'all literally every day. So I've been doing this for centuries and you just doing it for some years. I think you can do it. Absolutely. And not forgiving is like holding yourself hostage because that person has gone on with their lives and you're still sitting there thinking about what they did to you. And I just have, I have too much to be thankful for not to forgive my parents. 
You know, I have a good life. I have a great husband, great kids. And I'm like, you know what, God, I'm going to let this go once and for all. I'm Mm going to let this go because, you know, I wanted to have a relationship with my mother. And two years after she moved in with me, I got her in a senior uh, apartment in Charlotte, North Carolina, where she wanted to live. And now she's been there for a good, how long has she been there? She's been there by herself a good year and a half. And she said, Nikita, you taught me well. I'm taking care of my business. I'm doing me. She is in the best position that she's ever been in her life. She has her own vehicle. She jitneys the senior citizen, the Walmart. Listen, love she it. She pays her own bills. You know, I had to teach her a lot of those things because she never learned that. Yeah. She never learned how to be alone with herself. That's and my that, mom. <gasps> the yeah. same thing with my mom, because like I said, she's number 22. And then she married a man where there's 11 of them and they just took her in and, and she was like a sister. So she was never alone. She never learned it. Wow. Exactly. And sometimes the kids have to teach the parents. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, How about your dad? How was it forgiving your dad? Because I had to I had daddy issues too, and I had to forgive my daddy. Woo. Woo. Ah. Uh, I was, you know, it was just by the grace of God. I feel like I was forced into forgiveness. <laughs> <laughs> just be honest with you. Because I hadn't seen the man. I hadn't seen the man in years and wasn't trying to see him. But I had gotten a call about 15 years ago. I got a call that said your dad was in the, your dad's in the hospital Mm. and he had a, he had slipped and fell and broke his spinal cord. So, um, I didn't want to go to the hospital, but I know here in Detroit, I'm the only family Mm. my dad has. So I went to the hospital and he, they had him on the stretcher. And you know, when you have a spinal cord injury, they put all that stuff yeah, around you. So you he won't was move. sitting there. And I just saw fear in his eyes. Oh, wow. I saw fear in his hmm. eyes. And it made me, I because I was always afraid of my dad. Me so too. So to see him in fear did something to me. So from then on, I just I, I just started taking care of him too. I got him um, with the veterans. My dad is a veteran. They gave him a wheelchair. He's permanently in a wheelchair now. Mm. I moved him out of his apartment. What? And where he was living was not cool. He was living in a flat on the top floor. And as you know, he couldn't walk. So he couldn't stay there anymore. Right. Um, he retired from Ford, so he had money and he was a veteran, but he just wasn't doing right. Mm. So, yeah, I moved him out of his place, packed him up, found him a place to stay, took over. And he was complaining the whole time. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> what are you doing? Da, 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 da. And and now I go and I see my dad once a week. He has dreads. I do his dreads. I twist his hair. I retighten them. We sit down and we talk and we laugh. Aww. And my dad has asked for forgiveness. Oh, wow. 
my dad. Listen, I'm telling you, God put us, I'm, this is God ordained because my dad, um, you know, my dad doesn't use words. My dad uses money. Oh, I don't yeah. have a problem with it. However way you want to communicate and you apologize, it's fine with me. Because right. when my dad messes up, he'll say, hey, sugar, or hey, baby, and he'll put something in my hand. He always put, he'll put something in my hand and that's his way of apologizing or whatever. But I had to forgive him too. And now we're to a place where we are, we are a lot better than we were because I was afraid of my dad. I was so afraid of him growing up. And then as an adult, it wasn't so fear that he would hurt me physically. It was more of a fear that he would hurt my feelings exactly. by his words, by things that he did and he said he would hurt my feelings. But I'm over all of that now, but it took some time. It really took some time. And now it is so funny because him and I have the same birthday. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Ooh, blue. <laughs> anyway, so now it's That's like a something. race. I would always call him and wish him happy birthday. Even when we weren't on good terms, you know, he's still my dad. That's what you Absolutely. do. But now he'll try to call me before I call him to say happy birthday to him. And he'll try to call me because it got to the point where I was so tired of trying to make him be my dad, mm. you know, because I wanted it. And I was like, uh -uh. no, no, no. Um, there was an incident that happened. Um, I don't think I wrote this story yet because I don't know. I'm not quite sure if I'm ready to share. So I'm not going to tell y'all too much. But long story short, something happened. And when it happened, it was like a, a weight lifted off me. And wow. when the weight was lifted off me, it put the ball in his court for him to be able to have a relationship with me. And I think later after the incident, he really thought about it because from that point on, he made efforts to be in my life and to be my dad. Wow. And so now, you know, he we call, we talk each we talk to each other on the phone. Um, New Year's Day didn't even give me a chance to call him and say happy New he Year's. Calls he was you. like, I'll call you happy New Year, baby. I wanted to call you. I was like, <laughs> you know, looking at the phone like he is like on it. And he calls all of us now because, you know, he, he wasn't the best dad. I can't say he was. He wasn't there right. like he should have been. So he calls all his kids and he checks on us and all that. So, yeah. But Nikita, I'm telling me, you have so much in common. Yes. So. You know, at the end of my podcast, I always share a thought and I share questions. So we're going to answer the questions. I'm going to see if our answers are the same since we got so much in common. <laughs> okay, so, they probably yeah, are. The first question, I think we may have answered a little bit, but we'll still go through it. Has your parents done something to you that hurt your feelings? Of course, we said yes, both of us. Mm -hmm. Do you think they knew, though, that they hurt your feelings? Hmm. I don't. I really don't think now they do now because I have a voice now. Mm -hmm. But earlier in life, when they hurt my feelings, I don't really think they thought much about it. I really don't. Let me tell you all this. We did not rehearse this, but my answer is the same. <laughs> I'm my answer, I promise you, my answer is yeah. the same. And we did not rehearse this at all, at all because I don't think my parents knew. I really do not think that they knew that they hurt my feelings or any of our feelings. They just, that's just who they were. Mm -hmm. um, but now, and I have a voice, <laughs> I will say, it just hurt my feelings. 
mama, that hurt my feelings. Hurt my feelings. You shouldn't say stuff like that, you know. So I mm -hmm. do say it now. All right. This is the next one. I'm gonna answer this one first to make sure that people don't think that you or die like her. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna okay. ask the question and then I'm gonna answer it, and then I'll let you answer. It says, if your parents did hurt your feelings, did you tell them why or why not? Well, we kind of already answered that, but when I was younger, um one of the reasons why I did not say anything to my parents because I didn't think that was allowed because it's your mom and your dad. You can't tell your parents that you they hurt your feelings because you get slapped until the next day or, you know, because they didn't play that. So no. it's not, that's like talking back. So I I didn't think that you could do that. I didn't think that was, it, it was kind of like an unwritten law for children. You bet that's not to that's back not to say nothing to me. That's the way I grew up thinking that exactly. it wasn't allowed. So I didn't do it. But yeah. when I became a Christian and an adult, I realized, hey, you can do that as long as you do it out of love and you're not doing it out of um, bitterness and anger or trying to get back at them. But if you're doing it out of love, it's okay. Same. Ah! Same. I mean, I think we grew up in the same generation. It was like at that time, you did not talk. That was that was considered talking back. You yeah. do not tell your parents they did something wrong. They don't care to hear. I don't want to care to hear about your feelings. You just do what I say. You know what I'm yeah. saying? That's yeah. the way it was. You, you just didn't do that. And and that that was like that for me into my 20s okay mm -hmm. I just did not say anything I just left but now like you I have learned how to talk to them and tell mm -hmm. them look that hurt my feelings or when you said that that didn't rub me the right way because I still respect them mm -hmm. as my mom and dad but they have to respect me as a grown woman. Yes. Oh, that is so key. It is key. Yes. And my dad, you know, now, you know, he, when I take him, cause I, he has a lot of doctor visits and I take him to the doctor. He's always saying, thank you so much, Nikita. I really appreciate, mm. I really appreciate you doing that. You know, you, you taking me in the chair, you putting me in the car. I really appreciate you. Yeah. And that's something I never would have thought that my dad would have said to me. So even now when he says things that rub me the wrong way, sometimes I don't even say anything because I know his heart mm -hmm. and I respect the role. Cause you know, it says in the word that we have to honor our mm -hmm. mother and father for our days to be long upon this land. So you got to respect the role of father and the role of mother even if they didn't fit that role completely, you have yeah. to respect it. If you're if you're saying you're a child of God, if you're saying that you will, you are are someone that forgives, you cannot carry that with you. Yes, that is so true. Oh my God, it's so true. You know, I think that when God created Nikita and Valeria, Miss V, the storyteller. He said, these two women are going to go through, but I'm going to give them everything they need to go through it. Yes. And we went through, we were strong, although we were silent, we were strong, we made it through. 
And I think God is pleased with us to a certain extent because he was like, now they're using their voice to help other people. And that mm -hmm. is what I, this is why I do what I do. I want to help anybody. So listening through stories because stories connect us and bring us together. And speaking of stories, I know that Nikita, she wrote a book, you guys, about this. We, of course, we talked about it Um we had our um, meet and greet. It really wasn't meet and greet. It was just her and I just talking on Zoom. But anyway, and so Nikita, <laughs> what I want you to do is because I know this book is so powerful, powerful. So I want you, if you wouldn't mind, just reading a little excerpt. We're going to make, we're going to turn this podcast into a little bit of a book signing. You know, you go up and you read your little part of your story. So read just a couple of sentences so we can get a little taste of the book, if you don't mind. Oh, I don't mind. And the reason why I wrote this book, this was a part of my forgiveness story. Um, I the, the story is called Freedom to Forgive. And it's about my parents. Okay. And I'll just read the first paragraph. Okay, that's fine. Freedom to Forgive. What happens to a soul who grows up with no way to release toxic energy? No one to talk to about their feelings. No social outlet. If they are like me, they grow into an untrusting, fearful, insecure adult with a track record of bad relationships and worse decisions. Mm. Wow. That's powerful. Yeah. That's just a little taste, you guys. That's just so a little I'm telling taste. you, you need to get this book. So tell us where we can get the book and give us, you know, where we can reach you, social media, however way, your website, whatever it is. So tell us. So if somebody driving in the car, pull over to the side and write this down so you can get this book. <laughs> yeah. So if you're interested, the name of the book is Fearless Women Rock. And I'm one of six women, fearless women. And um, you can get it on my website, corevisioncoaching.com. Corevision is C-O-R visioncoaching.com. And right on the side, it'll say buy my book and you can purchase a book. Oh, great. Oh, that's easy. That's really it's easy. very, very easy. Corevisioncoaching.com. I'm on Facebook at Nikita Carnicky Morgan. And on Instagram, it's I am Nikita Morgan. Okay. I will definitely make sure that I have this information um, in the description when I um, post this, um, when I air the video and all this in the um on the podcast. So I make sure I have all that information so people can reach out to you. Please, you guys, if you are someone who you find yourself in my story or Nikita's story and you know, you want to know about forgiving parents and not necessarily just uh, parents. You could be trying to forgive a friend or someone. Please get this book and read her story so that you can learn how to forgive or you can just see your see someone else forgive and you go, oh my God, if she could forgive him for that, then I can forgive her for this. Mm -hmm. All right. So thank you, Nikita, for being thank here. You, you were so amazing. I so enjoyed this so much. Thank <laughs> you so much. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> Remember the book, everybody. All right. We will. I'll make laugh. sure. <laughs>
Thank you for taking the time to listen. I pray that this episode has brought some joy to your life and you have learned something about yourself. If you like what you hear, please follow me on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube. And for more information about Miss V the Storyteller, you can visit my website at MissVTheStoryteller.GoDaddySites.com. Thanks for listening. Bye.